You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. You're tuning in to episode 167 of the Well Woman podcast. This is our final episode of our cyclical series, and I'm excited to have you join us to dive deep into what it means to become a mental cycle coach for a yoga teacher. Now, mental cycle coaching isn't just for yoga teachers, it's for everyone. Our courses at Cyclical School have had nutritionists, school teachers, stay-at-home mums, dental assistants, journalists, you name it. We've had so many different women from different walks of life and backgrounds join us to become menstrual cycle coaches. And one of those that's very familiar is yoga teachers. Now, I myself as a yoga teacher and a yoga practitioner for over 12 years love the yoga practice and working in menstrual cycle education. And today on the show, we have Sophie Chin. And Sophie is an international yoga practitioner and teacher who teaches the flexibility of the body and the mind through an authentic yogic lens. Sophie is our current student in our current cohort of round two. She's over halfway through her cyclical school experience. And today on the show, she's sharing about what it means to be a cyclical student and what the course actually entails and how she sees that working for her as a yoga teacher. She wholeheartedly believes that yoga is a gateway to understanding oneself and revealing what is true and real in this moment. Sophie's dynamic teaching method explores the depths of the body in a loving and compassionate way through the softness rather than force. The courage to be soft is reflected in her menstrual cycle awareness and her passion to practice and teach yoga in alignment with the ebbs and flows of the female moon cycle. Now, she shares all of this through group classes, one-on-one programs and personalized programs too, along with workshops and courses. So go check out Sophie. She's over at Sophie's Yoga Space on Instagram and Facebook. You can also check out our website at Sophie Chi Yoga. You can find all those links in our show notes. As we summarize this cyclical series together, if you at all feel drawn or inclined to learn more about becoming a menstrual cycle coach yourself, if you feel your womb calling you to share menstrual cycle wisdom, education and empowerment with others who menstruate, maybe cyclical school is for you. Our next round of cyclical school starts in September of 2022. We're actually kicking off in Women's Health Week and we'll be moving through a six month cohort exploring three beautiful different semesters. So we spent the first seven modules looking at the menstrual cycle in depth, understanding the cycle, what's involved and included in the menstrual cycle. Then we move into coaching. This dives into how to coach, why to coach, what ways you can do that and how to really amplify your coaching passion and experience to support your clients. And then we move into the business semester as we summarize everything. This semester will be happening in our last part of our six months together. So head over to cyclicalschool.com to learn more. You can jump on the wait list there. And if you're ready to enroll and join us, you can email us at admin at cyclicalschool.com. Soph, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. You are very welcome. This is your podcast debut, you could say, your first ever recorded <laughs> podcast. So I'm really blessed that you're like ripping off the band-aid like we spoke about before we hit record with yeah. me. So thank you for being here. Now, before we jump in, tell us what day of your cycle are you on and how are you checking in today? 
So I'm on cycle day 26 and generally my cycles are around 26 to 27 days. So this morning I started to feel some heaviness, some tenderness in my womb space. And so I feel like she's coming. I'm feeling this, this heaviness, this grounding, this arrival feeling. Yes, that's how I'm checking in. Mm, I love this. I just love when people really know their body and they really know their cycle and they know where things are and how they're arriving. It's just so juicy for me. So thank you. <laughs> um, and there's just no better thing than knowing where your body is in your cycle. Would you agree? Or do you have a different thought on it? Because you can have a different thought if you want. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, before I was connected to my cycle and living cyclically, I didn't understand why some days I felt really energetic and really social and other days I felt really withdrawn. And on those days when I did feel withdrawn or I felt tired or irritated, I kind of beating myself up about it and was a bit frustrated and trying to push against it. Um, but the more I'm living cyclically, the more I'm really embracing it and, you know, checking in with how I'm feeling and then checking in with my cycle and seeing if they kind of align and connect. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But yeah, living cyclically just really helps me to be more connected and to just rest when I need to rest to be energetic when I need to be energetic so yeah mm, I love that thank you for sharing now we are talking about cyclical and the cyclical school and the course that we have to become a menstrual cycle coach but before we dive into that you are currently in our second cohort our second round of cyclical Mm-hmm. At recording this, we've only just started the third semester. So you're like two thirds of the way through. Before we dive into that stuff, though, tell us who is Sophie and what mm-hmm. does she do already before cyclical? And whereabouts are you in the world? Give us some information about who you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm a yoga teacher and my work really is about teaching the flexibility of the body and the mind through an authentic yogic lens. So I really love to combine yoga and mobility and movement techniques to deepen advanced, quote unquote, yoga poses (laughs) in a healthy and safe way. And so over my years of teaching yoga and of practicing yoga, I I noticed a big gap um, in the industry in terms of advanced poses and how to get there and I'm sure you Jem as a yoga practitioner and teacher now that um, you've been to yoga classes where at the end of a class there's more advanced or challenging poses and the teacher might say like if it's in your practice up you go you know and people are or I'm scorpion. The room a bit clueless like okay so <laughs> I've heard this phrase a couple of times and I don't love it um, and so I really like to question like, well, how, how do I get there? Like if it's in your practice, up you go. Well, how do I get there in the first place? You know, and I know that the yoga class um, prepares the body more or less for these advanced poses. But I discovered through my practice that there are some ways where we can prepare the body in the best possible way for these more advanced poses. Um, through movement and different mobility techniques. So 
while I practice and teach that, I always love to come back to the why behind our goals. Why do we want to do these fancy things, these kind of circus contortion (laughs) poses in the first place? And so remembering that a flexible body gives us a flexible mind. And the more that we're opening the body, the more that we're opening the mind, the more space we create in the body, the more space we create in the mind as well. So there's this beautiful connection of how we can use the physical, how we can use the external, the outer world as a tool to connect internally. So that's what I practice. That's what I teach. And um, yoga really opened the door for me for changing the narrative around how I move my body. So I've been practicing yoga for about seven years now. And before that, I was a gym junkie. That's actually how I got into yoga. I read the timetable of the gym wrong and went to a yoga class and was like, oh, what a waste of time, like stretching. <laughs> um, this is I not what I came for. Shavasana, I must say. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, when I was going to the gym, I had this really forceful mindset, like I need to push, I need to change something um, that I'm not enough, you know, like I was moving my body in a way that something needs to change. And when I started practicing yoga, that narrative completely changed and it became a practice of love and compassion, of moving my body in a loving way to just explore its boundaries without expectations. Where can I flow rather than force? So it was like a huge um, shift in my mindset of how I treated my body and how I loved and moved my body as well. Um, And so these practices I share through one-on-one personalized programs, workshops, group classes, and also my 15-hour Yoga Alliance online training. Um, And I also coach new yoga teachers who, if anyone is out there that's a new yoga teacher and you've just finished your 200 hours and you would know this feeling of like, okay, what's next? (laughs) You know, so I help new yoga teachers to find their niche, to build a client base, to build an online presence and a sustainable business. Oh, I love this. I love so many things that you mentioned about like flexibility in the body creates flexibility in the mind, even in the heart space. Mm -hmm. All of that instead of like finding like flowing instead of forcing and I do know the I do know that comment. It's like, hey, if anyone has this in your practice, I'll, ne- I'll never forget like one of my first yoga experiences. Like, it's a long story, and I won't go on a tangent with it because it's not the purpose of my work here. But you know, when I was like looking at everyone else do these forearm balances, and I was like, how do you do that? Like, mm-hmm. how do I get there? And um, you know, sometimes the advanced poses that we think are the advanced, every pose can be advanced when you approach it with a new mindset and like sure. a beginner's mindset every time. And so I really love that um, philosophy in, in yoga and the sutras. So I love that you have really found this fluidity in yoga and are now teaching that because that really aligns to cyclical. So how did learning about your menstrual cycle start for you? And then what led you to doing the cyclical school menstrual cycle coaching course? Mm. So 
I, it all started when I went off hormonal birth control. I was on synthetic hormones for a decade and I went off them about two and a half, three years ago now. And since then, that just opened a huge door for me to exploring cyclical living and connecting with my menstrual cycle because I just hadn't. It was kind of numb and non-existent for such a big part of my life. Um, And, yeah, so I actually taught myself the fertility awareness method through different books and things like that. And um, that just continued to open the door. It It's become a bit of an obsession, actually, a healthy obsession, I think. A very healthy obsession. <laughs> a very healthy obsession <laughs> of, um, yeah, just understanding how I can live cyclically, how I can eat in accordance to my cycle, how I can move and nourish my body and all the things. So, yeah, that was a, a really beautiful journey and also dealing with... Um, the symptoms of coming off the the pill as well and (coughs) sorry needing to yeah to really connect with my cycle I mean I had no option pretty much I feel Mm -hmm. and so yeah talk about ripping the band-aid off (laughs) yeah for sure for sure it's been a huge reclaiming of power as well because before that, that um it really felt like a period was a burden and it was not something to just to talk about. It was shameful. And my network around me, we were kind of all my friends and network, we were on the pill together and we're like, yeah, let's skip it. Let's skip it. It's such a, a burden. Like, and so when you actually go off that and you connect with it, it's there's amazing wisdom in the cycle and a huge reclaiming of power as well. Mm, thank you for sharing. So how did you find cyclical school in this journey of reclaiming and becoming re-empowered by your own cycle? And then well, what made I, you say yes to becoming a menstrual cycle coach? Like it sounds like yeah. you've already got lots of great passions in yoga. So what led you to be like, you know what? I really want to coach women on their cycles. Mm-hmm. So I actually started practicing yoga in alignment with my menstrual cycle And before that, I was a huge um, Ashtanga advocate uh, for the yoga practitioners out there. Um, It's a really rigid, really masculine, structured practice uh, where you are just pushing your body to its limits six days a week. Um, And yeah, it all sort of came together the more I started connecting with my cycle to practice yoga in alignment with my cycle. And over time... I started to very naturally and organically, I feel, incorporate that into my yoga classes, like asking clients, say, what day are you cycle on? You know, like little <laughs> I love it. like that. And um, yeah, and I just felt like, wow, this is such a huge um, part of a woman's life that needs to be shared that more people need to know about. And so it was very intuitive. I came across your podcast, actually. Um, I don't know how long ago now, I guess a year or two ago. And then I heard that you had this cyclical course coming up and I just felt like, wow, that maybe that could be for me, you know, and um, I didn't necessarily have a clear direction of like 
I want to be a menstrual cycle coach and I want to do this and this and this. It just felt very intuitive. Like I'm obsessed with this knowledge. It's what I'm spending all my day doing, reading, listening, talking about. And I just felt like learning more. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that saying that, um, you know, if you are not walking on the path, you can't see where it's leading. You have to start kind of taking some steps and then the path gets a bit clearer. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel. with yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. So thank you. And you're what we're 14, 15 modules in of the 19 modules. Mm-hmm. Would you say that this, like doing the course has helped you with your own cycle knowledge and with your own body, but also to guide and support others as well? Yeah, for sure. I've learned lots. Like in semester one, it was all about diving into the menstrual cycle and how we can eat, how we can live um, more in alignment and the ancestral wisdom as well, the rituals, lots of nuggets of of, uh, knowledge there that have been (laughs) really, really helpful for my um, personal practice with my cycle. And as well, I've just loved um, having that commitment of every week being with a group of women and talking about this stuff because I feel like the more that we talk about it, the more that it starts to really integrate and be embodied yes. in us. So great I've word. Loved that component too. Yeah, great word, integrate and embodied, great words. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to the, like, the question I wanted to ask you is, as a current student in the middle of studying, like what are your top three favourite things about the course so far? Like what are the things that you've really loved the most in in your course experience? Mm. So like I just mentioned, I really love that we've got, like I've got this commitment every week to just be reading this, listening to lectures, doing assessment, just to be really immersed in this knowledge because it really starts to become part of me more and more and more. So I love that. Um, I also love how the course was structured in the sense that, as you know, I'm a yoga teacher and I have my own business. And to be honest, uh, the first few years, I was just completely freeballing it. (laughs) So I was also excited to have, I think I said this at the beginning of the of the course as well, that I was excited for the coaching component and to sort of learn tools of how to hold space, how to ask the right questions, how to kind of direct and lead a conversation, which I think is amazing tools to have as a coach and just in life in general, like how to hold space for loved ones. So I really loved that component as well. And the third one, hmm. I love the um, that we've got this group, like you always reiterate in the course, to um, like I feel like I've got a group of women that when we finish the course, we can support each other as it, you know, in the next stage of our coaching life, you know, because I do feel I've done lots of courses and trainings and workshops and after it you can just kind of feel a bit alone and a bit lost of like, what direction do I go in? How do I manage this? And 
if you don't get the ball rolling and continue the momentum, you can sort of start to have this huge case of imposter syndrome and really doubt the whole thing. So it's amazing that we've got this community to maintain after the course um, to sort of keep each other not necessarily accountable, but just to support each other and to see what each other are doing and to just maintain this, um, all of the knowledge and to start to really incorporate it into our, into our lives, into our business, into our coaching. Well, thank you for sharing about that because we, so if everyone who's listening who doesn't know what this is, we call it the cyclical alumni and it's for all cyclical students to join the alumni group. And the reason why I really wanted to do this, you could consider this selfish of Gemma, but <laughs> I, when I was doing this, when I started coaching on the cycle like seven years ago, nobody was talking about the menstrual cycle. And so I felt really alone, like people didn't get what I was doing and no one even thought it was an actual thing. Like I remember when I first called up to be like, hey, can you cover my insurance? Like, can I add this into the listing of the things that I'm insured for for my business? <laughs> And they kind of, it was a guy too, like not to be stereotypical about men versus women here, but yeah, he kind of was like, ah, that's not on our list of things that you can be covered for. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And Mm -hmm. I felt really alone and isolated, similar to what you, what you mentioned about, you know, lots of other courses I've done. It's kind of like, okay, cool, done. Bye. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Off you go, sailing off in your own little boat into the big blue Mm -hmm. sea. Um, but I really wanted to form a sisterhood of other people helping other menstrual cycle owners, vulva owners, uterus owners, womb owners, because I can't help everyone. Like, for example, I'm not a Muslim. So if I had a Muslim woman reach out to me, I could help to some extent, but I can never in-depthly help understanding her own culture, where she lives, but we have other Muslim women in our alumni group. So I can always refer on and say, hey, mm-hmm. look, I, you're not the right type of demographic that I would regularly work with and I want to be able to ultimately help you. So I actually have two other suggestions for you. Can I connect you with these two other great coaches? They're trained through the same training that I am. And that creates a really great sisterhood because we're not in competition with each other. We're mm-hmm. all here for the same purpose. And for me, having read through like everyone's assessments and worksheets and seeing everyone's visions, I see that everyone has such a different vision. So considering like 48% of the world are menstruators or born women, there's a lot of opportunity out there for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of opportunity. So we all can work together on that. And that's the purpose of the alumni. So I love that you shared that. And um, yeah, we do alumni group calls or gathering together. Our first one's actually happening a week after this is being recorded, which is exciting. And um, mm-hmm. I aim to do those every quarter or, or at least two or three times a year to, for us to all globally gather and share what menstrual wisdom is coming through the world at the moment. So I love that you shared love that. It. Thank you. Talking mm-hmm. about visions though, what is your vision as a coach? Now, I know we haven't even done the, the, you haven't even done the business semester yet. We're getting there. <laughs> We've just started. But knowing what you know so far from the course, what is your vision as a coach? Or how do you envisage bringing these coaching skills and this course experience into your yoga work? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, starting the course and, and being in the middle of the course has really helped to open some doors and to make the path a little bit clearer as to what I want to do, what direction I want to take this. Um, 
So of course, like I mentioned, I've been practicing um, yoga in alignment with my menstrual cycle for a couple of years now. And I'm just thinking of a way of how I can start to teach that and share that with other women. Um, I mean, most of my one-on-one clients are women. So it's just a case of how to integrate that together. So that's something that I'm kind of looking into and thinking about. Um, Another really interesting topic uh, for me is the fertility awareness method. So it's something that I've been practicing myself for the last few years, and I'm really passionate and interested about supporting other women when they feel ready and when they want to, to come off synthetic hormones and just to help them in that process. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, whether that would all be combined or whether it would be separate, um, but, yeah, combining fertility awareness method and menstrual cycle awareness together, um, I think is a really beautiful combination and something that, I mean, the more that I talk about this with other women and have these conversations, a lot of them are like, yeah, like I, I've been thinking about this. It's, I mean, it's not new knowledge to us, right? It's something that when we hear it, it's like a remembering. It's like, oh, true. You know, there's all these aha moments that are coming back and, There's so many women that just in conversations I've had that are like, yeah, I've been thinking about this and I don't know how to do it. And they're seeking this support. So, yeah, that's a a really interesting direction for me to go through as well. Oh, I love it. And it's so beautiful because they all go hand in hand really well. And I think, you know, having studied Ayurveda and looking into lots of different energy and emotional body work over my experience in Wellsome is that so many things just overlap, like lap very easily. And it is Mm -hmm. an awakening. It's a remembering. It's like, oh, yeah, this makes so much sense. And that's like you're just like turning the key on in your body to be like, oh, turning on the engine to like wake this thing Mm -hmm. up. So I love that you've got that vision. And we are looking at launching a cyclical fertility course, um, which will be coming out hopefully the end of 2022 to help certify people in becoming educated and trainable to teach and train others in fertility. So that's very exciting. All right. A couple questions before we wrap it up nearly out of time is I'd love Mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts. If you were talking to a friend who was thinking about taking this course or someone who was thinking about becoming a menstrual cycle coach or just wanting to learn more about the cycle for themselves in an in-depth way, what would you say to these people who were thinking about taking cyclical? Mm. I would think, say at the beginning, I mean, like I I share a lot with, with yoga is to always practice what you teach. So before wanting to be a menstrual cycle coach to really connect with your cycle. So maybe that would be beautiful. starting to do some cycle tracking or starting to read up some on some books and really building your own awareness and knowledge with your cycle because ultimately like our self-practice is what people can feel when you're trying to coach someone else, yeah? If you're coming from a place of experience rather than like regurgitating information that you heard on a podcast or something. So I think, (laughs) I think that's an awesome start. And there's, there's so much to explore just in our cycle. I feel like it's an endless 
learning there. So I would say that to just really, really connect with your cycle. And maybe um, what was really helpful to me was to have these conversations with my friends. And, um, you know, more and more of my friends are starting to track their cycles, are starting to live cyclically and to have these conversations and to share and maybe not compare, but just to, to see how other women also can live in this way and the beautiful things that happen in the cycle, the challenges that happen and just, yeah, starting to immerse yourself in this cyclical way of living. That's what I would say. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Great. It's, and I completely agree with walking the walk. You know, I always know when I walk into a yoga studio, like, is that person teaching things that they can't do themselves or that they don't practice themselves? And you can always mm. see and feel the authenticity. Feel yeah. yeah, really can. I love that. All right. So, so for people who are like, oh, I'd love to connect with Soph, if you want to reach out and ask her a question like, hey, I said, like you said, yes, to cyclical. Should I do that? Where can they find you? And what's the best platform to find you on? Mm-hmm. So the best platform is probably Instagram and my handle is Sophie's Yoga Space. So you can find me on there. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way. Awesome. Well, I've also got the web address Sophie Chi Yoga. So that'll also mm-hmm. be in the show notes along with your link to your Instagram and your Facebook. So we can link everybody there. So thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Um, so has some really good content on Instagram. So make sure you go check her out and say <laughs> hi, give her a like. Um, final podcast question. We ask everybody this podcast question. So hopefully you remember mm-hmm. it from the podcast that you've listened to before, but I want you to think back so to your... <laughs> <laughs> surprise think, me yeah surprise me I want you to think back to your younger menstruating self when you got your mm. period for your first time what are three things that you wish you had have known then that you now know today mm. wow that's a good question um you mean when I first made menarche yeah around when that first time started bleeding around this yeah. time leading up to it around then say, just after mm. It's a tricky one because a lot of it, you're so young and vulnerable and you're very um, dependent on your the women around you and their viewpoint of menstruation, you know, and how they approach it and how they treat it, I suppose. Um, but I would just say that, like, welcome to womanhood. You know, it's not a a step back or it's not something to be shamed of, but something to be really excited about, um, to be part of this cyclical living. Um, I would say to, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the younger part of me wishes, or not wishes, but it would be nice, the, the earlier you know about this, menstrual cycle living the better like to live more cyclically more in alignment and to just be gentle with myself like when I want to rest to rest and not feel like it's a, a bad thing or to not feel like I need to continue being in this sort of over overproductive and exhausted mindset because that's what success is <laughs> yeah it's crazy oh <laughs> uh, I love and, and that's it's- what I tell myself they're beautiful things so thank you it also brings it back to what you mentioned earlier about being a gym junkie and Mm. before finding yoga and then being an ashtangi because 
you know, for those who don't know, Ashtanga was designed for teenage boys, you know, to help them like really channel their energy. So they weren't like so high in testosterone blurning around everywhere. And we practice that, like I've been in Ashtanga, you know, in the past too. And it really leads you into that very consistent monotone kind of mentality instead of just resting. Like, what if I just don't want to freaking put my feet behind my head today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love that last tip about be gentle and rest when you need to rest and fill into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing and speaking to it. And thank you for being here and sharing your outlook and your experience with cyclical school and being a student and becoming a menstrual cycle coach has been a real blessing. So thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.